0: Welcome back to the Hitched as Kids podcast. I'm Gage.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: And this is episode three. And man, we have a juicy episode for you today.
1: Always have some juicy deeds.
0: And so today is mistakes.
1: Mistakes that we've made throughout our relationship.
0: Right. And mistakes that caused us to learn new things to get us to where we are now. And that's the thing is even though the mistakes are not regrets.
1: No, I don't regret any of the mistakes that have happened to either one of us because it got us to where we are today. Right,
0: because you, you learn something off of each mistake, and some more important than others, but you usually do learn something if you can get through it. Right. And it helps you, you know, move on and hopefully not happen again.
1: And as always, there is a disclaimer we did start dating when we were 15. So a lot of these might sound really immature and stupid because they are yeah. immature and stupid. Right. We were at the time. Right. So um, just kind of keep that in mind. We were kids with a lot of these mistakes and had to kind of figure this out as we were going along. Right. So so
0: the way we did this is we talked about it before and I came up with a few of mistakes that I made in our relationship and you made, wrote up a list of mistakes that you that you made. Yes. So we'll just kind of go back and forth and kind of just get an idea. Yes, and, and we, we don't know.
1: We don't we didn't tell each other what we wrote down for our mistakes. Right. So I have no idea what you're going to say. He has no idea what I'm going to say. So this will be fun.
0: Right. So do you want to start?
1: Yeah. So I will go ahead and start. Um, My first number one mistake, I have touched on this in a couple of other episodes, um, but listening to other people instead of like listening to myself or to you.
0: Right. And that was a big thing that we talked about in the last podcast, but this one will, I mean the last episode, but this one will... uh kind of go into a little more detail and like an actual event that did happen
1: yes um so growing up and i still struggle with this sometimes but especially growing up i really really cared about what other people thought of me and of my image and all of that so we shared a friend group when we first started dating Mm -hmm. i was kind of friends with them first for right. you.
0: Right. But when I became friends with them, like, you weren't really hanging out with them a lot at the time. So, like, in my mind, they were, like, kind of like my friends. And I kind of found out later that, like, oh, you guys have been friends for a while.
1: Yeah. And you hanging out with them at that time wasn't really relevant yet because you and I weren't together right. at that time. Right. So we wouldn't have known anyway. And like, so
0: when we got together, it kind of took this friend group by surprise and let, let another context of this friend group it was all boys
1: <laughs> yeah it was
0: all boys so like that's why I was thought like oh like you know I'm probably closer with them than you are yeah but I was wrong
1: yeah that wasn't <laughs> I, was, the case. I was very wrong yeah so one of the biggest turning points for our relationship um, and this happened really early on. We had only been together for maybe five or six months right. when this had happened. Mm-hmm. So we were still 15 at that time. Yeah, we were 15. Um,
0: it was freshman year. Yeah, yeah. So it was
1: the summer going into sophomore year. And that whole time that you and I were dating, I was getting a lot of crap from Everybody, like, not just that friend group, but a oh, lot of people. Which I wonder
0: why that is. Like, I, I wasn't the, the most loved person in high school, well, I, especially early on. People did not like me freshman sophomore year. Like, freshman sophomore year was rough for me, and like, I don't know what exactly that was. Like, I definitely had a very, I do have a very strong personality. I'm very outspoken. I didn't go to the same. I didn't believe in the same religion as everybody else did. And then my mom was a high school teacher, and like. She's kind of the same way, too. So you either love her or you hate her. And, like, I don't know. I felt like there might have been some resentment there. I
1: think in some ways um, you just – you were raised a lot differently than the rest of the culture in Cedar City. Right,
0: because my parents aren't from Cedar City.
1: Right, and it's not even just a religion thing. A lot of it was just the way you were raised. There was a lot more communication with your parents and everything. So you never felt scared to express how you felt to anybody like you would you were kind of the no bullshit say say what you mean mean what you say type of guy in high school and that yeah did not fly
0: especially in yeah where we grew up where we grew up so that was probably why a lot of people didn't like us together because you were the complete opposite
1: yeah I was like really reserved i I'm still like that, but
0: not 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 as bad as you were,
1: not as bad as I was, and I was such a people pleaser that like I just wanted to make everybody else happy so
0: long story short, these friends didn't like us together, yeah, and they they chose to support you.
1: They made over it me. very clear that
0: which I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why they're fifteen-year-old boys, okay, and you're a very pretty girl. I wonder why.
1: But not all of them. It wasn't like that with all of them. There were some that yes, yes, were into me, yes. but there were also some that it was just more just didn't of, have
0: a backbone.
1: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, I basically, um, like premeditated something with these friends to right because
0: you you. You wanted to break up with me. I
1: wanted to break up with you because nobody approved of me dating you. Right. So I kind of like got together with this friend group and was like, hey, I really want to break up with Gage. So, but I don't want to be the one to do it. So let's figure something out out so that he'll break up with me. Right. And... Long story short, so basically I had one person from this friend group that I was with text me, and I honestly don't even remember what it I was don't about or anything. It was so long ago, but it was something... I wanted you to see that this person was texting me something inappropriate Mm -hmm. or something. And it was somebody that you were friends with too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that I thought I was friends with.
1: Yeah. Someone you thought you were friends with at the time. And so I just thought that by doing that, it would make you want to break up with me for whatever reason. But I didn't. But he didn't. And that was so stupid thinking on my part. So then I ended up just having to break up with him and later on we got back together because come to find out I didn't actually want to break up with you. I was just listening to what everybody else was telling me to do basically. Right. Everyone was telling me to break up with you so I did.
0: Yeah that was a really interesting time for me too because for one, I thought I had these friends <laughs> who ended up being complete assholes and just kind of kind of backstabbing me, which to a point, like, I, I, it's not that I don't understand because it was, it was just young and immature, but like they were friends with you first and they probably just felt threatened and they wanted to keep their friendship with you over me. And I, I mean, that's the decision they decided to make. And so that's what that's what it was. But my regret from that whole entire thing was after we got back together, I remember I was so, like, upset with them, and I had found out later on that you were hanging out with them and stuff, like, during the summer when we were together, and I didn't know about it, and you were lying to me about it. And I remember I told you one thing, and I said, um, we can be together again, but, like, I just don't want you talking or, or seeing these, these kids anymore, these yeah. friends. Which I really, really regret that looking at it now. And I regretted it even before like I started talking to them again. Because newsflash, those are like my best friends now. Like, yeah. Like, we ended up like making up later, like junior year or something. Like
1: the type of best friends that were in our wedding line. Yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, all,
0: all three of them were in my wedding yeah. line, which is hilarious. But that's another story for another day. But, uh... And... I think I, I remember th- thinking to myself like after I told you that and it it really kind of screwed things up for me for a while too because I mean I think that some of them were kind of over it and I it, we probably could have patched things up before then but we went two years without without me ever talking to them and they would still like try to talk to you every so often but like you know and it was just hard and I remember thinking like I shouldn't have done that. Even before I started talking to them again, it was like, I shouldn't have done that because number one, like that just comes off controlling. And number two, like that's not a decision for me to make. And, and I just, and I just didn't, wasn't really comfortable. And I remember saying, thinking like, I'll never do that again.
1: That is a good one.
0: Like, I'll never, I'll never tell you not to talk or see anybody else ever again. I'll let that decision up to you because fact of the matter is even at that time when I was really really upset with them and I did not want you talking to them and you know if you did go back and start hanging out with them then we would have broken up again we might not have been back together so it's really kind of a weird dynamic how that kind of works out
1: yeah it is um I don't remember
0: I just know that like it was a hard thing for me to do at that time because it was like Okay, I know that she was friends with them, but like they did this really shitty thing to me. And and at the time I thought to like kind of to us, but you know, they were just kind of looking out for their friend and
1: Well, and looking back at that now, it affected my my biggest regret even more so by you kind of giving me that ultimatum because it did come off to a lot of other people as controlling mm-hmm. and so then I had that in my mind like oh everyone's gonna think that he's controlling me right when that wasn't necessarily it, yeah it's it
0: it, it coming off like that but like you were kind of, you like you were like super willing to do it though like
1: I was You were kinda of
0: gonna probably plan on not really talking to them so much anyways.
1: Well, the reason behind it is because I I think I kinda of realized in that moment how much I let that friend group influence what I did, what I said, even the way I dressed, you know, right everything. Right. So I think I kind of recognize like, oh, maybe I do need to distance myself from these people for a little bit, even though I love hanging out with them and I love them as people. I needed that distance to kind of figure out what I had to figure out Ashley for a little bit. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is it did it probably did come off to a lot of people like that I was controlling and I I never ever wanted to be controlling and ever like and it, it kind of was me telling you you couldn't do something if we're gonna be together, which is super douchey and I even hate saying it, but and I and I never did it again.
1: No, you didn't.
0: Contrary to a lot of people's belief, they yeah. thought I did, but I never. But I you never... never
1: told me not to hang out or not to be around somebody, again after that. Right. First because thing. I knew that
0: was a mistake because it's not, it, that's not under my control. You yeah. You know, like that's not something that I should control.
1: Like you gave me your opinions and told me like, I feel like you should stay away from certain people if you got a bad vibe from somebody and nine times out of 10, you were usually right.
0: And nine times out of 10, you usually didn't do my suggestion.
1: Yeah. I had to figure it out on my own.
0: Yeah. Okay
1: so yeah long story or i guess conclusion to that first mistake is not letting people control our relationship or dictate what we thought about our relationship and then for you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not telling me who i can and can't hang out with
0: right right and again i was 15 yeah so it was like I felt like that was my only option, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But, okay, so another one. Another one is, is kind of sensitive that we won't get into very much detail at all. But um, I broke up with you one time because of your your kind of family situation and how, like, it was really, really hard on our relationship. Yeah. And I still loved you and I still wanted to be with you, but I just broke up with you because in my head I was like – you know what, like, this is kind of like b- a bunch of crap that I shouldn't have to deal with. I was like, I, and I think 16, I was 16 at the time because I remember I was driving. Yes. Um. And I remember just being like, like, I don't have to deal with this. Like, I'm 16 years old, like, and I'm dealing with all this crazy nonsense that I, I shouldn't have to deal with. And I kind of just left you hanging.
1: Honestly, I feel like that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Right. Because everybody's family has it, everyone has a dysfunctional family, or at least one dysfunctional person mm-hmm. in the family, right? So bringing a spouse or boyfriend or whoever into that family, that's kind of like the turning point as to whether the spouse, boyfriend, et cetera, can handle the baggage, right. And we were at such a young age that... I
0: just didn't feel like it was worth it.
1: You didn't feel like you had to. Yeah. And I totally understood that.
0: Well, and the super D-bag thing, too, is that was the time that I just told you I didn't love you anymore, remember?
1: Yeah. That's...
0: Because I didn't want to tell you, like, oh, hey, I'm breaking up with you because, you know, your family's making this really difficult.
1: Yeah, you kind of made up a reason. Well,
0: because I didn't want to tell you that because, like, that's just kind of rude. Yeah. But then, you, like it's way worse. Just me telling you I don't love you anymore, which was a total lie.
1: Well, I knew that. Of course. But yeah, that's true.
0: But I do remember when we got back together. I picked you up from your house, like, cause it was it wasn't even that long. It no, might have been it a was, few weeks. It was I, a couple
1: weeks. I remember
0: just thinking, like, God, I'm an idiot. Like that was dumb. Yeah. You know, like, her family's her family. That's not her. You know, that's not her fault.
1: Yeah, I remember you picking me up when we did get back together that time, and you kind of—you apologized. Yeah, I just felt bad. And then you made it clear that, like, it's not my fault that my family's situation was the way that it was. Right. You know?
0: Right. And that was just a mistake. But it was something that, like, I definitely don't regret doing because— it was, yeah, at the time when we were together, it was just, like, so much, and I'm like, man, like this is ridiculous. Like, I don't have to be dealing with this stuff. But then, like, it was a good eye-opening experience for me. Like, oh, like, I still really, really care about this girl. And, like, just because her family, like I said, and just in case, just because her family is making it hard doesn't mean that it's her fault and that I should punish us both for that.
1: Yeah. I think... That was a really, really big turning point in our relationship because that proved that, like, we were thinking about a future together yeah, at that kinda, point. Yeah, yeah. Because you, I remember you saying, like, this family situation is temporary. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember you saying, we're not going to be living at home with our families forever, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I forgot about that, but I do remember that now.
1: And that was when we really started thinking that we were probably going to be together outside of high school.
0: Yeah, even at that time. And Because yeah. it only might only seem like a year's jump from 15 to 16, but like when you're young at that age and in high school, like a year is a long time. Oh, yeah. Like when you get older, years get shorter. But when you're 15, a year that's a that's or 16, and that's a year that's a sixteenth of your life. Like that's a long freaking time. Yeah. And a lot can happen, especially in a relationship at that age. Like a full year, a lot can happen, and you're aging and you're maturing and you're growing so much in between years. It feels like a completely different lifetime.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Like every year of us in high school just felt like a different. Lifetime lifetime experience, which was interesting.
1: And now outside of high school, like, all the years kind of blend together. Yeah, I, yeah. the years keep getting shorter. Right,
0: it, it, that's what <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, as you get older, the, the years just get shorter.
1: Well, all right. So I have another one that I feel like is kind of vague, but is really important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really regret.
0: Regret? Or, or
1: not not regret. One of my biggest mistakes was not knowing how to communicate properly how I was feeling. When I was upset with you about something or even just upset in my own life, like if something was going on at home or within my personal life or whatever, I would take it out on you. And I wouldn't communicate with you what the actual problem was. I would kind of just let the ego get in the way and push you away instead of communicating how I was actually feeling.
0: Yeah, and that was extremely frustrating for me because mm-hmm. like you said earlier, like I'm, I've am i always been kind of an open book. It's just the way I've always been raised. I've never really held anything back. If I feel a certain way, I'll tell you. I don't, yeah. I don't care who you are, I'll tell you. And so for me, it was like hard to get that out. And a lot of times I would just be kind of oblivious too.
1: Well, you grew up in a household too where you were allowed to express your emotions and you were allowed to be told how, or you were allowed to tell your parents and everybody else in your family how you were feeling.
0: Yeah, without anyone getting upset and mad. And And defensive.
1: Whereas my family is a lot more closed off emotionally. Like, we we don't cry. We don't <laughs> hug. We don't, like, we're just a really kind of emotionless family. Yeah, and yeah. We, we play everything off with humor. The only
0: emotion your family really has is anger.
1: Yeah, anger and humor.
0: Yeah, like, anger and humor.
1: That's about it. Yeah. And so it was really, really hard for me to learn how... To communicate with you, when I was feeling shitty.
0: Yeah, and that was like that was a long process. Like it, we, it was like we took baby steps. Yeah, it was baby steps. It wasn't like you figured it out one one year no. or anything. Like that it was like I got a little bit more each year.
1: Yeah, that that was not an overnight process. No. That was like a probably five year process. Right. Possibly six. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I don't think I fully...
0: Well, there's also different things that you had a hard time communicating with later after high school, like, in the last few years. Like, you've learned... Like, there's been other things that have just been small things that you've gotten better with. But, like, as it comes to, like, communicating about how we felt towards each other, that was figured out, like, by senior year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, as, as far... Like, just being vulnerable in general. Like... Right vulnerability was a totally foreign concept to me growing up and I feel like not a lot of people in my family were allowed to be vulnerable
0: right well no there's a lot of families that aren't you know there's a lot of families that are are like that I just got I was just fortunate to have pretty emotional parents at least my my mom, at least my dad, was just extremely supportive. He was on board for pretty much anything.
1: I think another thing, too, that I just thought of now, um, a lot of people in my family have not really had, like, successful relationships Right. And so I didn't really know what a successful relationship looked like. I didn't know what communication with a spouse looked like. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of role models on my side of the family to look look up to. Right. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Not very many people in my family have been married for 30 years. And I think a big reason behind that is because of the communication thing. Right. Like not my family, not having the knowledge of how to communicate with a man or with anyone, with anyone, with with
0: anybody. Yeah. 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 And that was that was difficult for for me um, because I would. I, like, I never held anything back. I always told you everything, and it was like yeah. I'd have to pry it out of you.
1: Yeah, and you, there are times still when you kind of have to pry it out of me, and then I remember, like, oh, yeah, right, I'm allowed to communicate. Like, this is a safe space. Right,
0: and the other part of that, too, is, though, like, sometimes it's scary to communicate because you never know how, like, the other person's going to take it, and that was one thing that we had to learn as well with the communication is how to receive that communication. Well because most people well most people like like if you were feeling upset with me somehow, right? Instead instead of like not saying anything and just waiting until you snap and explode and like get super mad, or you have say something snarky and then I get defensive or like you say it in a matter to where like you make the other person real feel like this is something that like I'm not pissed and we're not gonna fight about this but I'm just telling you how it is and like we both had to do that number yeah. one we both had to get through that to actually learn how to talk to each other not just fight because yes. a lot of the times it's just like oh well you ne- like you never do this and it's like will you never do that or whatever and then you just, you just go back and forth like you have to learn how to communicate your feelings towards the other person in a, in a civil way
1: well and i remember one thing that i really struggled with and part of it was a defense mechanism to not be vulnerable was i would attack your character mm. and i would guilt you Do you remember that? Like I would guilt you a lot and kind of like almost manipulate any situation into being your fault.
0: Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. I remember that. Yeah, you put it that way. I can remember that. Yeah. Everything was my fault.
1: I would attack your personality. I would attack your character. I would do all these things as a defense mechanism because I couldn't communicate what was actually wrong.
0: Right. Yeah, I remember one time, so, like some someone was bothering you or something, and I offered like a suggestion, a solution to help fix that, and you like snapped at me hardcore. When the
1: actual problem to that situation, I remember was, um, I just wanted to vent to you, right? And I didn't want a solution. I just wanted. A listener
0: right which is also hard for me too because like i've always been the mr fix it
1: mr fix especially it.
0: when it comes to emotional issues and stuff like that like a I've, lot of
1: men are like i that.
0: always just like i like helping people through those because like i don't know i i don't have a very cluttered mind i just never really have i've always been able to think fairly clearly i've never i'm not a big overreactor i don't overreact i'm always trying to stay optimistic so i like to think I don't know if it's true, but I like to think sometimes in, ha- like, crazy situations, I can think of think things clearly. So, like, a lot of people, like, when they're emotionally, uh, you know, distressed, they just, like, start thinking super rational. And it's just, like...
1: Irrational.
0: Irrational. Yeah. Yes, thank you for that. And so, sometimes I like, I like to help and just be like, hey, like, let's look at it from this way or whatever. And you didn't like that a lot.
1: No, because there were a lot of times when I just wanted you to listen like i didn't want a solution i was just upset about something and needed to talk about it
0: right right and the communication we we eventually got there because eventually like in the conversation we'd have the conversation all the time like we like something would happen and then we'd get in a fight and it'd be like why did we fight like that was kind of ridiculous and we would kind of work it out after that after we got it all out and then we kind of just realized like we don't need to do the fighting stuff first cuz one thing we were good at we never left on a bad note we never went usually. to sleep on a bad note we never left on a bad note yeah usually if we were still yeah. together and stuff like that but we we would do we always tried to fix it before we like went to like before we left each other or whatever
1: yeah and i feel like Communication is a really broad topic and that can that can be a problem throughout your whole entire relationship. Yeah. Like you can be married 50 years and still have communication problems sometimes. So that's going to be an ongoing thing that we're constantly going to have to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course.
1: It's just communicating with and we other. still have. And we do pretty well with it now.
0: Yeah, but there's still some things that we still work on communicating like small little stuff sometimes just stuff around the house or whatever that like Yeah. we want some like the other person to take care of or whatever and you have to communicate it, you know, before yeah. you blow up and get pissed.
1: Cuz I I'm really prone to being a martyr and like kind of holding it in, holding it in, bottling it up and then exploding.
0: Right. And that's just, uh, yeah, and it's just easier just to kind of talk about it before, like, while you're level-headed.
1: Well, yeah, it's not healthy to bottle it in. And
0: it also helps knowing, though, too, with us, that, like, if I express something to you that I'm upset about, I know you're not going to freak out. I know you're not going to get pissed and start yelling at me.
1: Yeah, that, that was a really big thing early on, is I didn't trust anybody else with my feelings, because growing up, I wasn't really allowed to have those feelings. I didn't have a safe space to express those feelings. And so having you as somebody safe for me to express my feelings to or be vulnerable to was totally foreign to me. Right. And so now I feel like you and I both have that trust. We trust each other that if I tell you something you're not going to leave
0: me. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is I, I've i always thought just from our experience that communication is the number one most important thing in, in a relationship. Yep. Because good communication brings trust and honesty and loyalty.
1: And that's what's made ours so successful. Because you can't
0: have trust if you don't have good communication. Right. It's just impossible. So right. the number one thing is having good communication, even on a small level, even just like letting them know. Like when you first start dating, where you're at, what you're doing, and just like just communicating little things like that or, you know, small things like, hey, um, I I would want to go do this instead of like, oh, let's go on a date where you want to go. And so I don't know where to go. If you have something that you want to do, like say, this is what I want to do and then see what that goes from there. Like just small communication. Yeah, that would be be so Right, that would have been so much easier for us. Back yeah. back then. But instead you just run around in this circle of just like not knowing how the person really feels or what they're really thinking.
1: Well, you play games a lot. Yeah. Especially when you're young. Yeah. Like, especially when you you're play in high school. Stupid games. And finally, like once we got to our senior year, we had been together for three years. We were just done playing games. Games,
0: yeah. Yeah. We were just over all the bullshit. We we're yeah. just like we're like, we're gonna just date. And if something comes up, we're just going to peacefully just walk in different directions. Because it was just like we were over all of it. Yeah. And luckily it it worked out. And I think because we kind of nailed down the communication. Yeah. And junior year was a big thing for us about communication. That was very like... Because we always said, we said in the last episode that like junior year was our hardest year. And a lot of that extended from just poor communication.
1: It all extended from poor communication.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Well... Let's what see. is your next
0: one i think i have one more here hang on let me open up my phone oh so the other one i kind of we kind of talked about in the last one okay but was just like leaving you for friends like that was obvious that's an obvious mistake that i did and there were times where like i would leave leave you like i would we would be together and i'd just be like oh hey my friends hit me up like i'm leaving like yeah, like we
1: would be hanging out at my house or yeah. something, and be like,
0: "Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with them."
1: You would prioritize friends over. Their or I'd go on trips,
0: you know, without you and stuff like that, or or just, it just, I don't know, just stuff like that. That was always just kind of a mistake, but it was a good thing it happened though because you eventually dumped my ass because of it, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, I better stop screwing around."
1: A couple times.
0: Yeah, so. I know it's not really one we can talk too much about, but that was oh that was no, one me. No, that's a
1: pretty good one. Um, let's see. Ooh, this is a good one. So, one huge mistake, and this still happens to adults. I know this one happens talking to other people about your problems within your marriage or your relationship instead of going directly to the person mm. like I would I would talk to friends if there was a problem going on between us or if I had a problem with you I would immediately go to my friends and then they would hear all this negative stuff about you, right?
0: So we, so yeah, so we always wondered like why friends always influence, and that that probably extends from a lot. Yeah, of it's
1: because I didn't communicate the problems to you, and that kind of goes back to the communication thing. But yeah, just not letting, um, not going to friends first instead of you,
0: right? Well, and that's that's always a weird because like you you're looking for an opinion yeah and you're looking for someone's opinion that it runs along with yours yes because you you have a certain thing in your mind of how it should go and usually in an, at that time it's like screw them like what's wrong with them like can you believe that so when you go to your friends you know that's the response you're gonna get
1: well yeah because my friends were gonna have my back yeah
0: and the, same thing with me too you Yeah, know, i did i we're... did the same i did the same thing
1: yep Yep. And so both of our friend groups that were separate friend groups kind of got negative impressions of each other because we were constantly going to outside sources. About negative. About negative things things. that were going on instead of going to each other.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. That happened. That was probably what extends from most of.
1: That was our entire junior year
0: yeah in a nutshell yeah just l- looking for validation elsewhere yes versus talking to each other and working it out because then you get you know all the opinions from other people and you get this how it's going to go in your head yes. and then when you when we finally did confront each other about certain things it was just a grenade <laughs> it was just waiting to see like because you went when went at it one way you received it another and then it was just chaos ensued yeah
1: and to kind of like top that one off, um, I think I did this probably more than you did, but seeking attention from other people um, when I wasn't getting it from you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was part of the thing of my mistake of leaving you to go be with friends was because yeah. I would put you in those situations because... You were looking for the attention, the, the attention you wanted from me from somebody else. Yeah. And either that was friends or whatever. It, like, that was part of my mistake too, because I was just kind of leaving you inevitable to just find s- someone else who will give you the attention you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And to kind of give a little bit of context to that, um, when, when uh, you, We're going through that phase of like hanging out with your friends more than me or prioritizing them more than me um we would only like hang out or go on dates or spend time with each other like maybe three hours a week
0: probably and
1: then the rest of the time you were with your friends and then in turn I I was with my friends right and i was feeling neglected a lot i would try to spend time with you and you would always be busy with those friends and so what did i do i went and sought attention from other people right
0: yeah and that's that's kind of just like the overall mis- just like it shows that like our mistakes have a chain reaction yeah. You know, because, like, pretty much all the mistakes we've talked about today all lead off of each other. You know? Yeah, it's
1: kind of like a domino effect. Right. Like, they all link together, and we have learned so much from every single one of those mistakes.
0: Yeah, you like, we had to have them. Even some of, like, like the really bad ones, like, we had to have those because... If not, who know? would we have ever figured it out?
1: Well, and they aren't even just things that we learned about our relationship and each other. But some of those mistakes um, helped me and probably you too, just like in life in general, kind of figure out that life le- lesson. Like we got something as a life lesson from each one of those mistakes.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that was that's always kind of been the thing where I've always said that like I feel like we had a lot of relationship lessons in a small amount of time because we did it all within the same few years of growing up together and we kind of just figured it out after those 3-4 years. It was like, okay, this is this is what we have to do to make this work for yeah. us. Like this is what we need to do because obviously the, our way is not the right way for everybody and i'm not and we're not telling people like how they need to communicate or whatever. Whatever you're doing if it works, but this is what we did to get us to where we are now. And you still see people our age, people older still still sometimes dealing with miscommunication. Yeah. You know, that like you believe that they love each other and everything like that, but like seeing not having good communication and then still you looking for validation from your friends. It just, it just can't go in the right direction when you do that. Yeah. Even the best friends. The best friends are always going to have your back no matter what. Some of your best ones will tell you, like, hey, dude, stop stop being an idiot. Just figure it out, you know. But they will always have your back no matter what you do. So the best thing to do is just to talk to it with your partner. With And that's what we started doing.
1: Yeah, and if you want to talk about it with your friends – you can do that, but I feel like you should do that after you've already spoken. Right. Well, and also just partner. know
0: who you can talk to your friends about that stuff about. Just know who you who you can talk to.
1: Who you can trust. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because you have to trust your friend's opinion that they're going to give you. If they're just some friend that you like in spending time with, but you'd never leave your kids with like
1: or if they're <laughs> going to be the type of person that's going to run their mouth to everybody. Right. you know that's not somebody that you would trust right. to tell mm. about any problems that are going on with your partner and i think one thing to like make this all come full circle is compromise
0: yeah comp- compromise that's that's always an interesting word because you have to know when to compromise
1: yeah and like When two people are in a relationship, they're not both, both of them are not going to get every single thing that they want. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to compromise to make this, the relationship successful.
0: Right. And that's obviously a hard thing to learn is compromising and what to compromise and when to compromise.
1: Especially at a young age when you're a teenager. You're Selfish. Compromisation does not exist.
0: Right. Yeah. Because like you're living at home, kind of the world's yours type of thing. But when you have someone else whose opinion matters to you, you have to learn to compromise certain things, even if it's things you're used to doing. And compromise is an interesting thing when you move in together too. Huge. There's a lot of compromise, and you have to compromise. Not everyone can just get exactly what they want when they want. Like when you're when you're living with somebody, like you, there is a lot of compromise you have to do to get through it.
1: Yeah, like
0: just something so simple as, you know, doing certain chores at certain times or yeah. differently or like somebody letting somebody else do something. Like
1: Or like I know I know a lot of people have this problem. The way that certain chores are done. Like
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like if um somebody doesn't do the dishes right yeah i don't let you something. load the
0: dishwasher because you just don't know how to do it
1: and that's fine so we compromise <laughs> and you do the dishes mm. and i do the
0: laundry right because i don't do the laundry right right that's what you tell me right so there's just compromise you have to give i guess i don't know it's an interesting thing
1: yeah that's kind of a lame example but <laughs> you, you gets get the it. point across
0: okay well we made it 40 minutes 42 minutes i think this is a good
1: yeah i think that's a good place to end it for and today
0: Nora's getting restless
1: yeah you guys have probably heard her this entire episode and i'm sorry but she's been annoying
0: yeah so we're we'll cut this one i guess a little bit short but it's okay we'll be back on monday
1: yes yes we will and we have a couple of fun things planned for yes. the next couple of episodes so Make sure you're subscribing to us so that you don't miss an episode. You'll get notified every single time, and we're in pretty much every podcast app out there. So just make sure you're subscribing in whatever podcast app
0: you are. Also, if anyone has any questions, you can email us at hitchedaskids at com. Any questions, topics, Um, Again, thanks for all the support. The second episode did did well, too. And thanks for everyone who reached out to us. So, appreciate it. One more thing.
1: One more thing. If you are an Apple podcast um, and you are enjoying... Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Nora, relax.
1: If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. And I guess that helps us out.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, yeah.